0: What's up, guys? It's Hard Rock Nick, one of the richest men in the world, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, the show you're too
1: scared to tell your girlfriend that you watch. Quit your crying, put on your big boy panties, and let's get this show on the road. P.S. Beavis is my baby daddy, Hard Rock Nick. the. happening ladies and gentlemen austin here with ftm alerts and welcome to phantom unchained episode number 27 oh my god i can't even talk today with me as always my wonderful co-host 24 dollars double sharp and justin ladies love him bebas and special guest today dan hanum from zen ledger dan thanks for being here buddy
2: yeah thanks for having me on
1: so, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start the show with Dan. I want to tell everyone to light up those comments, light up the comments, because uh, we're gonna go in on some some heavy ass subjects today. After we talk about crypto taxes, and I want you guys to know the safe word if we start going down the rabbit hole. Who, who? Anyone remember what the safe word is? Safe. Anyone? Fannies drop panties. Fannies drop panties. You put fannies oh, drop panties in the comments, and we'll stop. Well, maybe we'll stop. Beavis probably won't <laughs> stop. All right. So uh, let's get into it. So the most requested, uh, I don't know if it's the most requested topic, but a very, very heavily requested topic, especially around this time of the year, is crypto taxes. And Zen Ledger is a crypto tax software that helps kind of demystify this shit. And uh, Dan has graciously agreed to come join us on probably one of our craziest shows we're ever going to do. But... Uh, I gave him a pass that he's he's okay to jet after after his segment. So, Dan, tell us about you. Tell us about Zen Ledger. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It, it, it's funny. I think we were talking like two weeks ago. Uh, I did a Coindesk TV episode, and it was like the day that Ukraine and Russia went to war. So they like snuck in crypto tax in the middle of a World War Three. So I, I, I always figure out the, the good timing for my appearances, but... Uh, My name is Dan Hannum. I'm the Chief Operating Ambassador at Zenlender. Uh, We are a crypto tax platform that's been around since 2017. Um, We allow you to aggregate all of your activity across your on-chain and off-chain activity into one comprehensive place, where then we'll be able to show you your income, capital gains, um, or losses, um, and then a few extra items uh, mixed in that are not necessarily tax reports, but um, just general reports for you to be able to track your portfolio or tax loss harvesting or granularity accounting. Um, and so, yeah, happy to be on and, and dive in, you know, as much as we want to get into. So
1: I know there's been some questions and you and I hashed a bunch of those out the other day on our interview, but, uh, so when it comes to, and I know that we're, we're kind of focusing on the U S here since that's, you know, the, the weird one, but, uh, so can you kind of explain how crypto falls in the, in the the tax world, capital gains, long term, short term, how it's actually calculated, things like
2: that. Sure. So you, you essentially have like three main buckets and, and the first one would be going from dollars into crypto. And that's generally a non-taxable event. You can take as many dollars as you want into crypto um, and, and not have any tax consequence. Um, the second bucket is is going to be crypto to crypto. <clears throat> and so that's you know going from Bitcoin to ETH or ETH into phantom or phantom back into either you know whatever your choice of a token may be um so any crypto to crypto is always going to have a taxable event to it then the third bucket which is uh crypto back into dollars which i think is more understandable for most people is going to have a taxable event to it then as you mentioned you do have income along the way so forks airdrops mining staking are treated as taxable events just as income instead of capital gains um and then that second bucket the crypto to crypto. Is really where things start to get a little bit complicated when you go into DeFi, when you go into NFTs, and you go into DAO-related taxes, and so that's really where we kind of focus is really on that crypto-to-crypto side.
1: And when it comes to DeFi, I mean, this is one place that I know people like struggle. And really, what I, t- what I want to talk about is um, the abilities of Zen Ledger for a second. So, like on Phantom. You know, these aren't these aren't folks that are like buying Bitcoin or Ethereum and just holding it on Coinbase and then selling it one day. These people are, you know, they're funding, they're bridging, they're LPing, they're lending, they're borrowing. They're doing a whole bunch of wacky stuff, right, that that generally makes for uh, one hell of a a tax report. (laughs) So um, is that are these things that like Zen Ledger is sensitive to and can can help us with?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's like the, the, the core value add that we provide is taking a lot of the complexity of DeFi, NFTs and DAO related taxes into an easy to use software. Um, and so when you looked at you know our platform or any crypto tax platform, probably in 2018, 2019, it was really that first topic that you brought up. You know, uh, you were buying Bitcoin, buying ETH, whatever, sending it to a ledger or treasure, And that was like, yeah, maybe you were doing a few other things. But as we started to see the rise of DeFi that led into NFTs and then NFTs into DAOs and then the composability of each one. Um, we're starting to see a lot more complexity in in the reporting. And so the value add that we provided Zenlender is looking at the on-chain data that is going on in your wallets and seeing, you know, are you borrowing? Are you lending? Are you providing liquidity? um, Are you earning governance tokens? Are you making purchases? What are the gas fees and or, you know, blockchain-related fees are going into those transactions? And being able to aggregate it and look through that. Um, And so what we do is we look at that on-chain data and can see, okay, your address is, you know, one, two, three, and it interacted with, These protocols and these contract addresses, you then swap these tokens and receive these in return. The dollar value of that asset when you swapped or sold or acquired it is X. And then we can track that cost basis, your gain or loss, Um, and then also your holding period through that on-chain data. And then we'll mix that in with your off-chain. So if you acquired your your phantom on a centralized exchange, FTX, Coinbase, Binance, whatever, and then sent it into a wallet, we can see that original cost basis and track that across into your wallet and then what you do with that on-chain.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, yeah.
0: All right. I mean, I get one question. I have those, yeah. what level of detail do you, do you go into? Is it, is it per transaction? Do you like roll it up by the day? Cause and part of the reason I ask is I know, I mean, I have it. I don't even do that much DeFi relative to a lot of people that I know. And like, I have a lot of transactions. Is it, is it, does the reporting go like need to go down to the actual transaction level or can it be summarized at all?
2: Yeah, so essentially what we do is we will aggregate everything that you've ever done. So if you import your FTX, your Binance, and your phantom addresses, we can see you know, if your activity started in 2017 through today, we'll pull that in and automatically categorize that per year for you and then provide the mm-hmm. tax for you. So we look at everything from a transaction level because each buy, sell, right. trade, swap, transfer has not necessarily a taxable impact, but has an impact on the accounting of it, right? And seeing mm-hmm. where you bought it, where you sold it, where you traded it, if I bought it for five bucks and I'm selling it for ten, big difference. At you know, if I bought this lot for seven, right? Right. And so looking at things from a transaction level it is really specific in what you need to do. And so once you import your your uh, your transactions, whether they're on chain or off chain, we'll give you the, the ability to look through our transactions tab, and then you can mm-hmm. use a bunch of different filtering options to look through and make sure that it's all being categorized correctly. So I can, you know, I can go to the transactions tab, type in FTM, and then type in from, you know, March first to March thirty first of twenty of uh, twenty one, and see any transaction that happened there. I can then label, you know, on top of that, add a filtering option to just that that happened in just this address. Um, so you can get very granular in like in the manual review. But the beauty of the software is it will aggregate a lot of that review and categorization for you, and then you are mm-hmm. simply just downloading your tax reports or printing them off or inviting your tax pro in or working with one of ours to get to that final filing process.
0: Right. Cool. So it's, yeah, I mean, I guess that sort of sounds like standard taxes in some respect where you have to collect all the evidence, but then you just sort of submit your, your yeah. final filings at the end.
1: Well, awesome. I know. That- oh, sorry, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, Austin. Well, I was just going to say, I know we're, you know, there's probably a lot of people that watch this show at least, and, and I'm guessing who never in their life really needed a CPA. And now all of a sudden they go, oh, shit, I need a CPA. Where do I find one? And where do I find one that knows anything about ta- uh, crypto whatsoever? Um, and and I know you and I had chatted about that. But so if someone were to come to you at Zen Ledger and say, hey, I'm using your software and I don't know where to find a professional, is that something you guys can help with?
2: Yeah, yeah. So high level, we have kind of like three main cohorts. And the first one is more of like a self-service client. And that's a client that's using like a TurboTax or an H&R Block or a Tax Act. Um, And so we have integrations of partnerships with these non-crypto tax offers. where once the crypto question comes up in the software, you're simply selecting Zenlender and then dragging and dropping our forms right in with your W-2 or your K-1 or your 1099 or whatever else to have you going on. That's really kind of like the first cohort. The second cohort would be individuals that have a CPA. So we built a tax professional suite where your CPA can have a dashboard and view into each one of their clients. And then simply download the reports. And then the third core, as you mentioned, is one that's looking for a tax pro. And so we have a team of tax professionals and tax attorneys on staff that can handle both your crypto and non-crypto activity. So if you're looking for an accountant, we can absolutely help you out. And then the accountants use the underlying software to automate you know, 98 99% of it. There may be some manual review, depending on how degen you are or, or what you're aping into. Um, but that that tax pro can look and figure out and reconcile that. And then you get the benefit of them filing for you. So they are certifying that these reports are accurate. So you kind of get this audit protection mixed in with the manual reconciliation as well.
1: So Vinny the cat actually has an interesting question. So I want to kind of like lay out a scenario here real quick. So I take my tokens. I put them as liquidity provider tokens. And it provides me a receipt and return, which I know you told me on the real conservative end, a lot of them will look at that almost as a sale and and you're getting something in return even though they're receipt tokens now here let's go even more complicated uh you're you're a big Beavis fan and you go over to reaper.farm and you want to deposit your lps uh which is an auto compounder and it's going to go and compound those but not in your wallet it's going to compound it through the contract they have and then Mm -hmm. one day you're just going to withdraw a higher amount than you put in but you are getting a receipt token for the lps when you put them on the auto compounder. So we're really getting into like a lot of different layers back to the original uh, asset. Any idea like how that would, I mean, that must be something that comes up, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so as we talked about on kind of the first episode, there's like a conservative way to view what's going on and then a more aggressive, you know, uh, view. And so the conservative view would be that anytime you are providing liquidity and receiving a placeholder or a new token in return for that, most likely going to be a taxable event on that. And so that new LP token or placeholder token would have its own cost basis from that asset. Once you then stake that asset and receive more rewards, very similar to before, right? It's just a new asset that's now being staked as earning rewards. And so we can look at auto compounders, we can look at like rebasing tokens and see kind of through that contract address, what's going on in the address and how many assets are you receiving in return and what's the dollar value of that. That's only that's really the only thing that the IRS cares about is what did you buy it for what did you sell it for and how much income are you generating and so we can mm-hmm. see that you know token XYZ is coming to the wallet you're receiving five of them and they're worth five bucks and you're receiving that every two hours every two days every two weeks every two months whatever the schedule is or uh, of your you know your, your compounder of choice um, and then you can kind of see that on chain so I can see that my wallet address interacted with you know contract address X and then I can see in relation to that, these things came back in and then I re- received my liquidity back out at the end of my cycle. And so it, it sounds very complex when you like think about, OK, it's like one step then two steps and three steps and four steps. But the beauty of crypto is that it's all on chain. It's all easily traceable. So if you've ever used like a block explorer and entered in your own address, you can see, OK, asset came in at this timestamp. It had this fee. It interacted with this contract. with Then here you can pull up the actual like transaction hash and see, okay, it went from here, it had a swap, it had, a, you know, it had this, this, and this, and then came back. So it sounds complex, but when you build the right infrastructure to be able to track that on-chain, it becomes pretty easy to be able to, to review and see you know, what happened from A to Z. Dude, it's
0: repeatable, that... too. So it sounds like it's the repeatability of, even if it's a complex thing to track, once you build it, now you can track auto-compounders.
2: Yeah, I, really I mean, that's... That's like the key of the software, right? Is that we don't have to build a separate integration for every single thing. Right. So when like ERC-20 tokens came out, we didn't have to build like a separate integration for all 10,000 of them. We just built the underlying ERC-20 token standard. Same thing with NFTs. We built around ERC-721, 1155. And so most, if not all NFTs are built on those standards. So we don't have to build like a separate integration for every single NFT launch. We just under, We support the underlying standard and then that comes in. And so a lot of the algorithms in AI and ML that we've built around auto-compounding, rebasing, etc., has the core underlying like logic. And then your you, the composability and swappability of which DEX or AMM or Compounder you want to use functions relatively the same no matter what like the name is. So right. you just have to really support that underlying logic, and then it's pretty easy to track. Cool. I mean, love say- it because it's taken us, you know, five, six years to build. <laughs> right. but, you know,
0: yeah, that, that was sort of what I was saying is like when you were saying it's, it's nice because it's all on chain and it's public and, you know, having dug through transactions many times, like I know that it is, it gets, if, if you are you know new to it, it's very confusing. Even if you know what you're doing, it can take a while to dig through. But like once you figure out what the process is or the pattern of the transactions and plug that in, then it's, it's going to do that every time because that, that's just how that
3: contract works. Um, that for the most of us, I wanted to quickly just for the regular user. Uh, there's a lot of now tax programs that support Phantom. What I think mm-hmm. is uh, that I would do is so I try each of them, see which one which one would cover most of my transactions, and then kind of fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, like integrated a lot of different things like Tarot and and DeFi sites people use, just so that we don't have to kind of break down each of our transactions. You guys do as much as possible. Just curious.
2: Yeah, we try to automate that as much as possible. The, the nice thing is a lot of those sites that you may be using are going to have some type of c- token address or contract address a part of them. And so we can start to label them. So if you ever use like a Nansen, right, you can see, okay, these are kind of the highest FTM accounts. They're interacting with these types of things. Money's moving from here to there. And so we can start to kind of label them, just like if you open up a CoinGecko page and you enter an FTM, you'll see the contract address, the GitHub repo, and then you can start to kind of dive into that and see what contract addresses are labeled as X, Y, and Z. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we definitely try to automate a lot of that for you. Uh, as mentioned, we do give you the ability to kind of review and either enter in manual entries, make edits, delete, you know, so you have the full ability because it's your tax report to manipulate the data however you want. Um, but I think that's one thing that's been a big advantage for us versus some of our competitors is really understanding what these things are and how they're being used. And that's because we're actually using the products that we're building for.
1: Love it. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I love having you here. Uh, I wish I could give you like an hour to talk, but I'm afraid people are going to grab pitchforks and come at me with torches <laughs> if we don't talk about this week's news, man. So, dude, thank you so much, my friend. I loved having you on. Absolutely yeah, I appreciate it.
4: Absolutely. Awesome. It. All
1: right. So, let's get into. The goods here. Uh, let's. Should we start with the wrecked article? I think we should probably start with the Rex article because this is just, this is just so good uh, in how this all went down. So I know some of you guys are on here going, "Oh, I read the wrecked article." We're we're all getting scammed. We're definitely all getting scammed. No, we're not. Let's go get it. This would be way way worse. Peter Erden, you're the guy that I'm talking to right now. So (laughs) uh, Wrecked HQ put out an article and it started with this one wallet, this one wallet that was moving large amounts of phantom into Binance. And what they were pontificating, hypothesizing or speculating, and it was, is that these were large cells that were happening by the phantom foundation into runs up and then the entire rest of the article basically hinged upon that one thing being correct. Like that was their foundation it's, and they kind of built the house on top of that. Lo-
0: it's a logical fallacy is what that's called. You start with something that might not be true and then just yep. expand on it And that.
3: you build exactly. on it. Yeah.
1: Within five minutes, Zach XBT, XBT, who is a treasure, by the way, uh, came on and said, wait a minute. These are just transactions that are funding the bridge and here they are. And then... In grand fashion, which I just love seeing, Zhao Jun, who is one of the founders of MultiChain, popped on and said, I can confirm the Phantom guys use OX431E81 account to rebalance the MultiChain bridges. They deposit Phantom ERC20 to Binance. They withdraw native Phantom and deposit it to the bridge. Repeat the steps. Just stop lying, wrecked. It was an excellent, excellent post. And, you know, here's the the real issue, though. Like shit gets put on Twitter with clearly like like what I make up is that they thought they had a story on their hand and refused to see anything that would shut down that story. Yep. And that that I think is what went down. But, you know, <laughs> the, the real problem is they put shit on Twitter and then people like Peter in the comments come in here and go, it's a big fucking scam without doing any uh, backup due diligence whatsoever. And that's unfortunately how most of it goes on Twitter is nobody's going to dig any deeper. Uh, To figure out what's truly going on, so that was kind of like a beautiful moment, dude. uh, Is is Double Sharp frozen for the rest of us? Is or is he just frozen for me? He's he's frozen.
3: He's He's frozen, dude. At least he's he's frozen
1: in a smile though. It's like a real,
3: you know, very very nice picture there. I see him
5: moving around and dancing.
3: Yeah, (laughs) 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 it's frozen for me. He's frozen in disbelief. He can't believe he's frozen in disbelief. What the hell?
1: So this was like, this was like a massive here. What I think they saw is the biggest news in the industry was Andre leaving. They said, Oh shit, we have a hype train. They saw one thing that lent it to, Oh no, maybe we have an article here and they tried to jump on that hype train and, and it's real. And I'll I'll tell you like there have been past wrecked HQ articles that I thought, wow, these are really well-written. Like they're well done. I've read them decent. Um, and, uh, yeah, double sharps back for me too. Uh, and, and this one was just, you know, from, from start to finish an unfortunate amount of garbage. And you know what I thought it hindered on that, you know, Nansen did uh, an interview with Simone and I actually did one, I think the next day with, with all of them and on there, they were checking an address, which was this one in question. And they both chuckled and somebody intimated that it was a nervous chuckle and that was kind of like where they hinged upon something
3: nefarious is going on uh and so yeah, i don't phantom. you know that wallet you know how many people I, follow it on dbank it's it's a well-known wallet it's it's also a f- urine deployer as well on ethereum so for them to farm urine first that like forgive me if i'm wrong is not too far out of the scope of of what that wallet is it, it's just interesting you know that they clearly didn't do their due diligence and you know that they were nefarious because that initial tweet tagging Phantom Foundation, "Hey, could you uh, DM us something about?" Hey, come on. Like you're just trying to drum things up, but I'll right. let like, if, I'll let, like yeah, you double can, go. you can
0: DM you can DM them or like message people if you want real information. You don't have to make it public like, yeah. "Hey guys, I'm looking into something." It's but kind I, of that was, that was why I thought it was nothing. It's like I at first I was like, "What is that tweet about?" And then I was like, oh, they want to know about the wallets. And I was like, yeah, everybody knows about those wallets moving stuff. It's like bridge stuff. And I don't know. That's why I thought it was like no big deal, which is why I was surprised to see them actually publish something that I disagree with whoever said it was a well-written article. It said if so many times and like mentioned spooky in the title and then never again. And then it was not well written. Yeah, it was. I'm not going to blindly defend the Phantom Foundation if they did something shady. I'm not going to like defend them for no reason. But I also don't, I just objectively, I didn't think that was a well-written article.
5: Yeah. Weird hit piece. And Peter Erden, I think you need to understand that you're like chief of marketing or advertising. Like it's a good thing if they don't know the technicals of crypto because that allows them to communicate better. Uh, with the end user, if you've ever talked so, to a developer about does, blockchain though. or whatever, he does. Okay, one he does. He's a super smart like, guy. You don't want them to like know that much. Like you don't want them to know enough that they are disconnected from the person they're advertising to.
3: By the way, Rex just tweeted saying, uh, "Rex got wrecked. Uh, <laughs> we apologize to our readers and the affected protocols." So, oh, of- hold on, I gotta, I gotta pull that up. Yeah, literally quick. just a minute ago. <laughs> Oh, but you can't yeah, take baby. back the damage of the tweets. You know what yeah. you guys kind of... And Simone does, does know anyway that it works. Like I mean, was, and that
0: was... I did, you know, lots of people were, were sending me messages this morning, and I was like, this literally sounds like... like very few things are actually FUD, and I think people use the terms loosely, but I think this, like, actually
1: was. Yeah, yeah it, it, it actually was. So, confirmed, Wrecked, got wrecked, And I, I'm going to say... All right. So that tweet actually makes me, you know, it's easy to villainize somebody. I actually respect them for coming out and doing that and not letting it just roll. Yeah. As, yeah. 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 So. All right.
5: Dude, Peter's Click in out. it. Peter knows his history. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all
1: right. All right. Can we get can, anything else? I don't think there's anything else to say on that. Good job, Reck. thank you for 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 yeah. coming forward with very that.
5: weird like do they think we wouldn't notice that like do you, do they think we wouldn't notice like <laughs> you know I mean, phantoms a shit coin we talk about it all the time, but um, yeah,
1: you know <laughs> I mean guys, look, I have dedicated a full time amount of hours of my life to this network for no pay uh yeah. because I believe in it if if somebody's getting fucked. I want to know about it. Like, I, I don't want to continue doing this if that's what's going on. Believe me. Kill, dude. Kill. Uh, so, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Kids, bro. Dry, panties. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am saying bad words. I got to stop. You could, you I got to stop. Could, could. All right. So, let's talk uh, uh, about another spicy spice. Uh, Andre's departure from Phantom. Not really from Phantom. Who wrote these? Did I write that? Jeez. Andre's departure from crypto yeah it's crypto uh, is, in general is what it is hold on i'm gonna edit that for the uh <laughs> for the for the for the fans here uh andre's departure from crypto all right so uh we've we've actually covered this for the last couple of weeks on this show you know i had an interaction with andre um <laughs> and and he 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 told me like he's done with crypto when i talked to him and it 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 had to do with the amount of shit that he was getting. Like I, there's a whole lot of conspiracy theories. I saw a video yesterday and it was granted, it was entertaining as hell. And it was a dude with like 200,000 YouTube subscribers. And it was like, no, Andre was forced out. He was forced out by the government because they know that Phantom is the one they can get to. And I'm like, wow, this is super entertaining. But like, I talked to the guy, I know why he left. Like, <laughs> That's not why he did it, you know? So, um, but but here's, okay, so let's, Let's start by saying um, anyone that says that this event of him leaving negates all of the good that he has done or the innovation that he has pushed forward is, is missing uh what's you know what's true right there he 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 did a lot of cool shit and he brought a lot of cool shit forward and i think a lot of our the way that we earn income today has been spurred on by some things that andre put forward and i just want to start by saying that i just want to express some gratitude like that and now on to how he departed was um like, if it were me, I would have communicated with the foundation guys, communicated with the teams, hand over the UIs, right? He wrote the, or Anton wrote that they're terminating projects, which, it, it, God, was that, like, a bad choice of words. They're taking the UIs offline, but new people don't realize it's just an interface. And um, and then made an announcement after they were all handed off, you know? That, that would have been, like, the graceful... Uh, walk off into the sunset for a guy for all intents and purposes is you know one of the biggest celebrities in crypto uh but instead it was in grand fashion uh you know crashing the markets and so opinions who who wants it
5: i i at this point i don't even want to give opinions because people are (laughs) too hyper focused on me for some reason about you know i i I just like uh oh damn double sharp Um, Ah, he's coming back yeah it's like uh, you know one if you think it's my fault that Andre left uh, crypto you're like need to get a sanity check or something Um, you know like a guy like that doesn't Attach his behaviors to any one thing. And if you read his articles, you can tell this has been building for a long ass time. Yep. I think he just doesn't like building in DeFi, especially as someone that's so out in the open. You know what I mean? Um, and people are saying, like, oh, he's secretly going to build Anon. Um, and the thing is, like, why would he take all his front ends down if he was going to just come back and build Anon? You know, it, it's kind of like, you know, he burnt a lot of bridges as he left. And it kind of takes a lot of bitterness uh, to do something like that, which I understand. Like I imagine the average celebrity who doesn't want to be a celebrity is probably like the most pissed off guy in the whole world. This was like his like Bjork beating up the paparazzi moment. You know what I mean? Um,
0: So yeah. I, (laughs) I I get this more like, I do get it though because it's weird. Like, crypto in general is weird where you take people who are maybe stereotypically antisocial, maybe that's not really true, but people like developers, aren't necessarily the most, uh, you know, public facing role typically, but in crypto, like a crypto developer is a public facing role and you're expected to be in the discord and answer questions and be on Twitter and like hosting memes. And there is like a lot, there's like a whole, non-programming aspect to being a, a crypto developer that like I I can does get kind of stressful sometimes and takes away from actually being able to build stuff.
1: Well and as humans, you know, we judge ourselves by our intentions, right? We go into something with good intentions and especially in the pseudo-anonymous, pseudo-anonymous world, I th- pseudonymous, how do you say that? Pseudo-anonymous? I've been trying to figure that out for like- a- <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this pseudo-anonymous Pseudonym? world of crypto, yeah. <laughs> what what's going to happen is people are going to judge you on the impression that they form about you based on what somebody who doesn't know you said and the memes that you post and they're yeah. going to come up with this and there are a lot of like- huge conspiracy theorists you know in crypto like i have one guy i'm not going to mention his name but like he's got one of my posts pinned to his twitter profile uh with some with this paragraph of conspiracy shit on on me like how you know i hate on certain developers and xyz and whatever man but that happens all the time and if and i've watched andre get very publicly shit on for a while and good bad or indifferent i mean nobody's going to be perfect but i don't I don't believe personally. I could be completely wrong, but I don't ever believe his intention was ever to be malicious. It could be questioned, maybe, with his exit. But like the rest of it, you know, I would say I would. Yeah. Say, I don't believe that. I true. think.
0: I mean, you could also just if the you know malice or 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 like like just maybe I I think he wasn't necessarily malicious. I think he just got frustrated and was like, "I'm out. and am yeah. my Twitter account," and then like someone else, and like maybe it wasn't done the best way maybe he should have known, but it's also like, to some extent, I kind of feel like people can do like it was within his right to do that. He can leave if he wants, he's made a bunch of money. Like that's the other thing I was thinking about. Like what, like at some point are you just like, you know what? I can still program if I want, I don't have to be a public, like on a public project. I can like chill at the beach. I can go do some sport. I can play games, whatever. Like, maybe he just decided that like he would rather take a break and just do whatever he wants for a while which i can totally understand and like, i don't
1: blame the guy didn't
0: do it the best way from you know some people's perspective but on the other hand like just you know i can i can understand it too
5: yeah it's uh who <laughs> it's uh you know it is it is his right and like he he joined crypto like if you watch some of his like really early videos and stuff he joined crypto because of how low maintenance um the software was. Uh, no and it, at the very beginning it was that way. Um, you know, and when you build like a really tight uh permissionless, trustless system, it can be that way. It can just be, you know, you plopping a chunk of software down and, you know, people interacting with it as they will. Um, and and that's kind of crypto in its most beautiful form, um or or DeFi in its most beautiful form. But like over time um, in order to add features as they relate to safety and security, but also as they relate to flexibility, maintainability, um, you know, new features have been added to software over and over and over again. And and now we're at a point where DeFi doesn't really care as much about decentralization as it cares about capital efficiency and safety. Um, and so in order to compete at the highest level, you need to have a team, like you need to have DevOps, you need to have security operations, you need to have like um, a lot of people behind you uh, to make it a reality. And even if you do zero marketing, which, you know, that's a guy who can do zero marketing, at least, you know, officially, all he needs to do is tweet and people will kind of run to his stuff. But like, it has become a field that is not what he signed up for. Um, So like, I get his problem. Um, and, you know, I think maybe, like, starting a new project, knowing all of this um, wasn't the best move, you know. But at the same time, like,
3: and he, he hurt it. a lot of people. A lot of people were wrecked. But it's it's life. It so happened. people have yeah. expectations. Here's the thing that I, I, I know, like probably didn't help them in the long run is the expectation people had for solidly and and how things were going to go and and i'll play the devil advocate here the devil's advocate just because um maybe a team isn't the right thing all the time there's always little things that uh, slip through the ground maybe because there's too many guys on it or honestly sometimes you've heard this before too many cooks in the kitchen it's just hard to get things done in that manner but uh expectation is is tough especially when you're a, a renowned developer on crypto and everyone's kind of sitting and waiting for what you're going to release next so that stuff is just it's definitely not good for your health if you're on twitter and people are publicly you know adding you about like smaller issues when there's definitely an open forum on what what was it github where you can discuss problems with the site it's just no, there are, it's, dude the github was closed Oh, it's, it's tough though. It's tough where, I guess it's on there. The the thing is, the thing is like,
5: it is, it is tough. This isn't an office. This is like a great room. Uh, But yeah, I do need, I do need art back there. Um, You do. But I mean, the thing is like, you know, you're talking, you know, you've got front end, you've got security, you've got back end, you've got DevOps, you've got like Cook's, can you can have a team of ten, and none of the cooks ever like interact with each other or overlap except like to give code reviews and and to you know check what other, everybody else is doing like he wanted to release an enterprise application that could compete with sushi swap spooky swap uniswap whatever um, and to do that you like you seriously need to man up um, i mean like get people on your team, not like you know big balls or whatever um i don't know i think one
1: thing one thing we tend to overlook though and this is really important so up until this point uh going like if andre released a project going balls to the wall into that project has been a pretty profitable move like if you did so uh just I, i think that's kind of the allure or the the lore that he has around him which is that you know like if you just ape hard into an andre project uh, with one exception, uh, you generally do pretty well. And, and I think what we miss and the reason that crypto is so, so, so emotionally charged is that we're not just talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about people's hopes and dreams. Uh, we're talking about the <laughs> vision that somebody has for their new house. We're talking about kids' college funds because uh, that's what it means to people on the human side of it. And so that makes it giga-charged. Like yeah. and that's why people will come at you super, super hard, because it's almost like you've affected my children. Um, and and even though the person developing is not looking at it that way, they're looking at releasing a cool piece of software. But the, on the user end, it becomes such a, something much, much more than that. And I think in, in his case, unfortunately for him, uh, it, it grew in massive proportion, Uh just because of his his celebrity status and how well known he was in the industry and how his name attached to a project was enough to make billions of dollars instantly flood and that's that's i would say i would submit that's too much pressure for anyone. Yeah. i mean i
5: mean he he got the great power but he never you know the, the great responsibility never landed i think is
0: like but i don't think he great. i was just thinking about it i don't think he like if I take a step back and think about everything he, he ever really said, he it was an experiment. He didn't want to be the public face. He didn't, like, he was, it was, like, thinking about it, it was sort of like he said all these things and nobody.
5: He said that, he, he said that, but his actions belied otherwise. He said that to hedge against something like this happening. I mean,
0: I, I kind of felt like that to some extent, but on the other hand, like, saying that you're releasing an experiment and not opening your GitHub issues and not having a Discord, not, like, It's like legitimately an experiment, maybe, but maybe not. I mean, that's where it's like.
5: But it's also going to be the future of finance, and he's going to build on it for years to
3: come, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's
5: like, you
3: know. I I honestly, um, he's human. He wanted to release something, and obviously, you have really grand aspirations. Uh, I just, I wouldn't like, I just let that go. It's just like.
1: I think the ideal scenario here
3: is when when that status of, and he
1: did, he reached a very celebrity status and I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. Um, When that status was reached, bringing a PR person in, to handle his Twitter and him going hands off in the background, not interacting with the community and just building to preserve, you know, because dude, like, I don't get a ton of shit talk, but I do get some, and I use that mute button liberally on Twitter, like if, Mm. because it doesn't, it doesn't help what I'm trying to do, you know what I mean? It it only hinders me because I don't have that thick of skin, like, you know what I mean? I do take that shit personal, so um, I I think the, like, the, the
0: sum up on this is that Andre also, it's not like he worked on even, you know, a majority of projects on Phantom. He only worked on a few things and he did cool stuff, but there's a lot more developers than just exactly. Andre who actively yeah. working on most of the protocols that people use. Um, so I don't think that long run it has that much impact on, on Phantom. Uh, yeah. Because people are still going to keep developing
5: on it. Yeah, it yeah. Really, yeah we, we lose the reputational boost, but the people that were here for the reputational boost, uh, like, you know, good riddance. Um, Community's still like, here. Yeah. You know, I, I guess you call it like the weak hands being flushed out or
1: whatever. Um, well, and we needed to do that. Yeah. And it needed, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it needed to happen because as this proved, there was a lot of power in that. And it's time for us to fly on our own yeah and and thank god it happened now and not yeah. when we were you know right. two months in
0: well that's a, I mean that's the other way of looking at it is if phantom's going to keep growing and like one one developer departing is a negative impact on people's perception it's actually better to have that happen earlier when you know the ecosystem isn't much larger because
5: yeah. like,
0: you know one percent of a much larger number is a is a bigger number so yeah I don't it, it,
5: felt, it feels like, you know, centralization at that point. And, you know, I hope he does come back. And I hope he does come back, Anon. Um, and, you know, I hope he, you know, tries to beat my ass or something. But, uh, you know, that's just a guy like, you know, he's like... And, and you talked about this earlier, uh, but it is like a guy, when you're a developer, it's easy to have a parasocial relationship with him because everybody in DeFi learned at least, you know, something from him. So it's like, you know... Um, you have these kind of assumptions about his character, even though you've never met him, just because you have like a relationship with him as, as a teacher and as someone who you've learned a lot from. And I, I imagine for him, that is like really fucking annoying. <laughs> and I'm, I know I'm guilty of it. I know a lot of people are guilty of it, even non-developers um, who just kind of like follow him because he, he, he comes off as like a super normal friendly guy um, but uh, he, he really just wants to work um, and, and be left alone, I think. Um, uh, but, you know, th- this whole thing, like, from the moment the VENFT shit was announced has felt kind of like, you know, some Joker shit or something. Like, you know, I, I felt like I've been dancing along to someone else's tune. Um, and to be honest, I'm glad it's, like, settling down. Um and, you know, it, it it has been, like, really a crazy experiment. Um, but the onboarding slide deck for our new developers that I've talked about a hundred times, like, literally point for point, I talk about, you know, how, how can you make a release more safe uh, of DeFi software? Um, and this was, like, literally, like... No, 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 no. And, and it, it, it was kind of like, you know, that. And then in parallel, we were doing the Oath launch, um, tr-
3: kind of abiding by all of our the rules that we set forth. Um, I mean, for beyond people trading from low liquidity tokens really early on, which they should by all means, on any DeFi protocol, regardless if it's solidly, you should really be checking that sort of They're stuff. They're going to do that no matter what. Use well, uh, other other Firebird. Other, yeah, other it than that, I don't, Even I don't see bird. how it was unsafe. I, I there was no
5: liquidity, and everything
1: was
3: way over. I mean, it just started, and, obviously. And everybody got there wreck. wouldn't be liquidity unless. But if you, you
5: look, if you use it. the
1: aggregator, you won't get wrecked because it's going to check yeah. your output amount before I, it does it, and it's going to route you through the right pool. I would say it's it pretty like, safe. Like you can't, you just... can't
5: expect people to use that. Like you can't expect the average right. user to use any of those tools. Like these are like advanced tooling. This is what I we know. But then now we get back to
3: how much do we protect users? And like we said, that's that's always a lot. a lot you need to a lot like day one for basic guys yeah but if they want to be fine you don't need
5: to but if if you're literally a celebrity then you need to think about that like straight up like that should be the first thing on your mind is okay people are going to hurt themselves with my software how can i make that as hard as possible to do and like there are there are so many tools that he has and he talked about them in his articles like how can we launch this and he didn't want to do any of them because he didn't want to touch any money um which you know if if you're you're not not now you're fine it's just
3: early on you got a huge message when you got onto the site basically describing you know risks with DeFi. not to kind of maybe you didn't directly say not to trade but you should kind of have that thought in the back of your head and this is just a big crypto problem you can't just say solidly and andre it's like there's that barrier right now for a reason. There's a reason why only 1.5% of all Ethereum addresses actually interact with DeFi. It's hard. There's there's obviously little things we have to do to protect users, especially new users. But this is a new exchange. Let's not take it take it for what it is. A new brand new exchange dropped on Phantom, literally launched right away, and you're swapping large uh, large size trades on there when you really shouldn't. When there's 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 a whole paragraph like there's only so much you can protect a user when when it's a new <sighs> well, it's from like it's that. from a guy Let's that knows too far is down. the
1: problem because I, there are a few even veterans that that and I'm not one but but there are people that I know who yeah, jumped in there it, it, it does making suck. a simple trade from yeah. like phantom to a stable coin yeah. and they put in 20 grand. And they got like the products, the, the know, main so. problem
5: is it's from a guy that knows better is like yeah. all I'm saying. Like, and, and you, you can programmatically prevent these things from happening. Like you, there are proven methods to prevent people from hurting themselves on low liquidity. Yeah. There are proven methods uh, to, to put in safeguards um, for software like It has been done again and again and again and again. And when you're trying to put out software that can compete with kind of the blue chip DeFi firms and you're not thinking about the end user, then it's like really, really irresponsible. And that's like probably my main issue. And it feels like, okay, we as protocols are being forced to engage with this VENFT shit and get our users excited about solidly. And now we're just throwing them against the wall to get wrecked. Um, And it's like... You know, when you're bringing people into the mix, when you are bringing all of your fans or users into the mix, you need to think about them and, and not like trying to protect them and like not even trying to protect them a little yeah. like shipping buggy software is, you know, you I, I don't do have to do say
3: it. it does suck. But there was maybe 10 to 20 of those cases No, dude. to how much like, the amount of people that generated. I know, but compared to the amount of yield that was generated for any of the top twenty-five ecosystem tokens, like it's, it. I agree. I completely agree with you. You you want to protect the users, and it, honestly, that was the biggest situation where I've seen in my short time in crypto where where people were losing funds like that. But overall, overall, yes, it I, was clunky in that regard, but it it did generate yield for for a lot of totally. phantom. And I think
0: you know to be devil's advocate to myself again, going back and forth like. I also feel it. like why, I don't understand why it needed to get rushed out. Why like, yeah, like I get all of this stuff. And like, if there was some reason why, like we needed to get it out and like, we're not going to put in checks to make sure that you're not like is in some amount or whatever. Like, I, I just don't know why, like it needed to come out the way that it did. Like, it seemed like you could have spent another couple weeks. Some kind of policy.
5: Dude, one month it would have been fucking fire. One month it would have dropped and been competitive and he could have, like, he's Andre. All he has to do is say, hey, can I get a market maker in the house? Can I get someone to help me make the Solidly market? Or he has the money to do it himself, you know? Um, And and the trading fees that were going on with Solidly at the time of launch, like, he would have made enough profit day one that it would have been worthwhile, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Can I push us in a different direction, but still kind of on the same topic is I see something interesting shaping up that I don't think a lot of people agree with me on. But but maybe maybe I'm just crazy or maybe I'm ahead of the curve. I don't know. Um, But what I see with him stepping out is that it opened the door for anyone that wanted to step in. And lead the charge for what solidly could be, right? We have a new UI up. So solidly.exchange goes away. We have solidly.vision. We're going to have, you know, 20 other. But we've got a shitload of people who have put a shitload of work into building upon solidly with uh, SolidX and all those guys. And then we have the OxDAO crew, which is basically every blue chip on Phantom under one hood. Um, I don't see solidly going away. In fact, I see this as being potentially. An even better scenario than had he stuck around. I agree. What do y'all think about that? I totally
5: agree. Like so much work was so many development hours like in total were put in by the time Solidly actually launched that there is no way, if possible, that people are letting this fail. Like yeah. the Solidx team, the Oxdow team, all of the teams gunning for the VE NFT, like we put in a lot of fucking work and this thing better not fail. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now now like a legit like I'm so glad the Solid X guys and the Oxdow guys and the Deuce Finance guys are um, jumping in on this because that i mean you know these are these are legit teams with experience like making user-centric um platforms and Uh you know that's uh it's it's going to be really good for solidly like we we farmed all that solid at the beginning and um we're going to hold on to it uh we haven't decided exactly what we're going to do with it yet but it seems like you know I, I've talked a lot about how, you know, solidly is no balancer v two or balancer v two or Beethoven, Beethoven is the best, but um being second best to Beethoven is like not a bad thing at all. Um, <laughs> and and you know it has it has the stable coin uh it has the stable swap, it has the, the regular XYK uh invariant. So like the swaps are gonna be efficient. Um it has like a really great means of attracting and, and maintaining liquidity, even though it might be a little clunky right now, once people learn to skirt around the issues, um, it'll just get more and more efficient. So, you know, uh, we, as like a company, I, I, I can speak on behalf of, uh, bite masons are like pretty, um, I mean, uh, you know, tentatively bullish, I guess on, on solidly. And, um, you know, We don't want to just like unload our positions and and try to you know sell out of it because we think there's a lot of potential there um so uh yeah i think everybody should like understand that andre is one guy um and maybe not even the best guy to maintain an enterprise software system um for all the wonderful work he does so this is kind of the ideal scenario you've got like the the rapid prototyper putting something out um everybody finds out oh this pretty much works. And now we've got professional teams coming in, um, to maintain it. So I would say like, get excited about, you know, the medium to long-term vision on Phantom as has always been the case. We are a value chain. Um, you know, there are always going to be investors like coming in just because they see uh, a lot of upside, which there definitely is. And those investors, uh, are the first ones to head out. Um, but, you know a lot of the people that came in for solidly we know we'll stick around we're still one of the highest tvl chains straight up um so yeah hang in there guys i know this is like super stressful and i really feel for everybody but um i think uh only like net good uh i would say um ignoring all of the drama all the hype all the noise um i think you know looking looking back 10 years from now we got a really good piece of software we have multiple good teams coming on in OxDAO and Solidex working on it now. Um, we've got people coming on to maintain it, to provide liquidity, to seek yield. Um, and a lot of those people are sticking around. Um, yeah. you know, Uh-oh. ignore the ignore the price action. Like it's to it's,
1: say it's, to put a positive spin though, I do wanna say that like anyone that so if you've been watching the show or following me or following basically anyone on the screen you've been accumulating certain tokens and it's been spooky it's been beats it's been uh, liquid driver scream tarot etc and if you were holding those tokens when solidly launched you instantly launched into massive yield uh, like all the tokens you were already holding were farming at huge APRs. So I don't know about you guys, but like when I went over to Solidex to look at what was going on, it was like everything I already had in my wallet. All I had to do was move it over. Yeah. yeah. And it was a real like, you know, that we got one good week out of it, <laughs> 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 But it was it was a solid week though, you know? It was mm-hmm. a good one. So uh whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, yeah.
5: I mean I, I think like I'm packing it. I, I think we'll be okay. Um yeah. It is like I'm straight bullish. up people like people give one man like he deserves a lot of credit but like as far as the amount of shit one man can do yeah. uh, in in software um you know people people are way overblowing uh the impact. So um you know uh, we've got That's we've got you, literally, literally.
3: Uh, no one man should have all that power. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll jump back to what you're saying. I would look at, like, like Justin said, like look at what protocols have like large percentage of voting power, and they're kind of look to them to kind of lead the way because this this is a permissionless, you know, DeFi protocol. Everyone can kind of have their hand in it, and you see Deuce, Spooky Swap, OXDAO, everyone kind of teaming up to build on top of Solidly, which is where. I'd be the most optimistic. Obviously, price action hasn't been the best for certain times here and there. But I wanted <laughs> Or if you're bullish, it is the best. Exactly. Because, cheapies, you know, cheapies. Cheapies. Cheapies, yeah. baby. And
1: Deus is no joke. Like, Lafayette is a beast. Yeah. Like, Dude, he's... they they, they whipped that up fast. I'm like yeah. oh, impressed. <laughs> they're no joke. Yeah. Like, they're a gigabrain team right there. I'm, so...
5: I'm super excited to see what they uh, do with all this. And the thing is, like – you have a team like that, you have a team like Oxdow. you have a team like SolidX. Like they can yeah. build on solid solidly
3: just like Andre can, you know anyone um, can any viewers yeah. watching if you if you feel compelled to why not yeah. and i i hate to bring up this conspiracy theory because it was brought up in the comments austin flashed it it was it was coming up next yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. Go, ahead. The grapes, no, go ahead the grapes being registered early and and the fact that you guys all feel that this was a little rushed out do you think it was so that only Solidix could have power here i don't know i'm just asking
5: no i mean i think Solidix I, are just like andre's friends yeah like it's it's pretty obvious that they're just his homies and yeah, they, that's like, kind of knew the way he was, was doing about like it. you know do you do you guys not like share your ideas with your friends and then you know after after a few hours you're like, oh my God, this is awesome, we should do this you know yeah, um, and then you go you know register your <laughs> domains or whatever it's like also
0: I have more like <laughs> domains registered that I'd like to admit. Because, I own uh, <laughs> Years <laughs> up like, I own. You to have great finance. And then like Dude, if you guys saw like, my
5: domain list, finance. you you would freak. I have like <laughs> <nine>. <laughs> I can't wait to get phantom.gay so, going. It's gonna be the first, you know, the <laughs> Is best. it
1: wait, is it ftm.gay or phantom. phantom.gay? because FTM FTM.get yeah, you I don't
5: even want it own that. You don't want that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get I get put in group chats with uh some interesting stuff because they think <laughs> FTM Alerts wants to alert something else, Dude. not Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's weird, man. All right. Can we move on from this? Yeah. Did we hammer it? Phantom panties, crypto AS. If you say it, we listen. All right. Fancy <laughs> hey, hey, there was a business idea there for anyone that wants to make some fancy panties. All right. I don't know. Should we even talk about like inflation is through the roof? We know gas costs a million dollars. We know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, Why did I even put it's just up and down.
3: It's too unstable to even mention because like look at yeah. look with the candle from yesterday. Like. 42k, 39k. Which part of the candle are we talking about here? The one it's currently at or the one it'll be at in a couple hours? So
0: things are like crypto is less volatile than it used to be. It is still volatile. There was, you know, it, it, there was like, I guess as far as like all the, you know, macroeconomic stuff, like oil prices, something that's like worth mentioning, oil prices are not based on supply. They're based on oil's futures, which are based on how people feel about how things are going to be priced in the future. Um, So when, you know, when there's an invasion of another country by an oil supplying country, that's now getting sanctioned, that makes people not know what's going to happen. So the price of oil shot up. But now all of a sudden we're like talking to OPEC countries about boosting production and futures prices plummeted, plummeted again. Um, There, you know, crypto is going to respond to that stuff also. And then there was the, um whatever the, the biden's crypto thing that, that came out that was everyone felt was like relatively good so it's like all of these things it's like people are like oh no okay oh no okay so it's like you know goes up and down but
1: do you guys see this kind of like so there was a there was a news story where you know all right so we we canceled the Russian oil imports. But then they also pretty much killed energy production within the United States, if I'm not mistaken, like early on in this presidency, that was kind of one of the things we're going to ban fracking and blah, blah, blah. And then there was a there's a news story that said, yeah, Saudi Arabia is not taking Biden's calls. They're basically icing his ass, like, you want our oil, bitch, we're gonna make you wait on it, like that sort of thing. (laughs) <laughs> but, venezuela, but
3: the class.
0: venezuela u.s government was just in venezuela and venezuela just released two u.s prisoners and i'm sure they're like hey by the way we also have oil it's like good old petro politics oh, of like
1: but we blocked your 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 people was, from using their that, that was in an, that was that
0: was a private company and it was at an accident and it has been undone so i don't know if like but again oh. maybe that was like
1: a hey by the way we could do this like who knows hell of an accident man but there, you there's see all that... that
0: that goes on like i mean if you read about the history of like Latin America and the United States, like the CIA, banana republics. Like, it's not surprising if there's all sorts of shady stuff going on.
1: Who knows? Well, and I don't want to get too far. You know, I mean, this so- this is going to sound like a conspiracy theorist type of direction. So I'll, I'll keep it quick. But like what I see happening is the middle class is kind of getting wiped out like inflation is soaring you can't pay your bills you can't buy gas if you're living paycheck to paycheck which is a large portion of the united states economy those people are going to be struggling and it's not it's going to get much worse before it gets better which that's a big that's a big problem and and it kind of leads me into my the next topic here which is the biden executive order on crypto and and i want to talk a minute about it but i also want to talk about a potential of, of where this may end up because there have been some good reviews of this. And it was very positive. Like there was language uh, used in there saying, we don't want to hinder American innovation. We want to kind of be on the forefront of this while at the same time we want to prevent against illicit uses and terrorism, which kind of leaves it wide open. Um, But so, you know, we just got, I, I say we got through a large pandemic because it seems like a lot of the, shit that a lot of people were believing has been debunked at this point. Yeah. Um and you know they were pushing these vaccine passports on people which is it, it, you know China has a social credit system, right? Mm-hmm. For better or worse they have one and it's it's basically if if the communist party feels that you're kind of not doing the right thing they can turn you off, right? And and part of the part of the way that they do that is through their own digital currencies, central bank digital currencies. So CBDCs, I do not see them as a positive step in any way, shape, or form. And it, it, that was one thing that was mentioned is research into CBDCs because if, you know, I think the biggest the biggest, uh, F up, right, according to our, our current government is that uh, cash was ever invented because cash is really the anonymous currency. Cash is really the untraceable currency. And so getting some control over that is uh, exactly what a CBDC would do. Yeah. And that scares me. That frightens me. Uh, And I live the most vanilla life of anyone you've ever met, dude. I literally don't leave the house and I'm just a dad all day long. (laughs) And still, I don't like that one bit. DeFi DeFi
0: is is way, I think. And most, but it's also important to remember that like most transactions these days are not done in cash. Even if it's, it's like US dollars, you're still (laughs) using a credit card or a check or something like that that's going through a computer system. Um, So that you can like deliver a duffel bag of cash to people still and that's the like untraceable aspect of it but i don't know that i think like most financial transactions are trackable these days anyway
5: yeah i agree. i think uh we need to team up with georgism and all become georgists uh i think that would is be that good.
1: like a sect of christianity what is that dude <laughs> No, is like Georgism,
5: Georgism is like um, everyone uh, owns the land collectively. So we as a country are all collective landowners. And then um, what is being produced on top of the land is is shared with the collective landowners. And you can get as granular as you want with it. But it's a, it's a neat system. I don't think it's ever – I mean, I think it's only been implemented in, like, tiny areas. But uh, it's pretty neat. Because, um, I mean, like, the middle class has been getting the rug pulled – for a long time and now they're just like cranking it up because like Mm. how long have have companies been like you'll never own anything you know uh you know the renting economy yada 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 um all that is just like you know a dog whistle for uh you know everything's going to be you're going to be priced out middle class
1: um it's like that sounds like Georgism sounds like the venus project you ever heard of that no remember the movie zeitgeist there were like three of them they were freaking out there maybe that was too conspiracy theory because no. anyone anyone we that's young, ever watched guess, basically the the, <laughs> the venus project works is that, the, that the the earth produces enough to sustain basically everyone yeah. and it was that kind of a model yeah right?
5: that's 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 kind of the idea except it more as it relates to like ownership of production um because like, you know, you think about well, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm kind of a bastard, but uh <laughs> but yeah, so,
1: so long story short, none of us know what the hell's going on yeah. and uh just farm and stack and yeah. eventually it's gonna come just back. I will Utah. again Utah I will Utah recommend following Dave the Wave on, on uh on Twitter, D A V T H E W A V E. He yeah. posts Real sober technical analysis. His oh. current technical analysis of the market, you may not like that much. But the good news, the bullish case for it, is he says by May, we're bull bouncing on our way to 100K again. So I'm farming through it. I think. Let's keep it going. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I oh. I didn't mean to cut you off.
5: I was, I was just gonna say, I think um, a thing I like about DeFi is it has room for like every ideal every philosophy every you know whatever like DeFi. if if you are operating in good faith in DeFi and truly believe in its decentralized values then like there is room for every political affiliation room for every type of person room for every ideology um, except like ones that are like purely anti tech but uh aside from that it's like there is so much room for human good uh, on mm-hmm. on any vertical no matter what your beliefs are um and it's just like it's it's literally ownership of the economy by the people who r- make the economy happen as opposed to ownership of the economy by centralized parties. And, you know, you, you have some like centralized ownership in DeFi just because someone had to buy first. Um, but the incentive for them to sell and unload their bags uh, is a lot of times too great. And like it will always trend toward further and further decentralization. Like you look at the guy who dumped his Bitcoin, you look at the people dumping their phantom. Yep. It's like whales will eventually unload. Um, yeah. And like, you know, uh, it's freaking dope. Uh, just support, <laughs> like, like seriously, like support. And I, this is not financial advice, but support DeFi. If, if you like this shit, like support it as much as you can. Um, and talk about it with your friends, and talk about it with your family members, and um, it is like a really, really beautiful thing. Like I, I have like, like wallets that I have reserved for like my sister, or my mother, or my father, or my cousins, you know, um, in in case they ever need it, you know. And uh, it's just like your your goal as an investor in DeFi should be to protect your loved ones, and um, you know that. Uh, H- hedge against the worst case scenario that unfolds every day in the news and unfolds every day. Uh, you know, just you know, keep yourself safe and, and keep your money safe. And uh, I think this is like, technically speaking, probably the safest place you could do it, as long as you're not <laughs> on like phishing links or anything.
1: Um, We're all very fortunate to be in this space right now with the world. Doing what it's doing around us because we have the ability to very much outpace inflation. And I also want to say, like, you know, developers develop, but you might be out there going, I'm a community member, what can I do? You might be surprised how much in the last six months the knowledge you've gained is super, super helpful to somebody who's never defied before. And I'm really like, I, I would like to start encouraging people to please start doing videos start educating start a small youtube channel and like so sh- show somebody how to navigate reaper like just because it's been done before doesn't mean you can't like do it yourself because the more people we have educating the better the less the, the more safe it becomes for folks
5: yeah. you know, Com. good chance for you to plug this <laughs> Let's Check go. out check out learn.bytemasons.com um if, if you want to like upskill uh, we've got like really good content that we thought was missing, which is like intermediate plus level. Um, so if you know about DeFi and are like, how the hell do I become an advanced user? Um, check out learn.bitmasons.com and and kind of get wrap your head around uh, kind of what makes DeFi tick. And we're gonna keep um, doing stuff. And John Smith, if you start learning, I promise you you'll start earning.
1: Uh, (laughs) oh let's go oh man win one for the gipper that was a great line bro (laughs) let's move on let's move on this one uh is gonna definitely be for double sharp and uh bebus so phantasm phantasm exploit yesterday uh what so what was phantasm first Did, did anyone like participate in the protocol or read about it to like understand how it worked 'Cause I didn't either. I wasn't I, really familiar I with it. Assume but they, have, they got oh, Oracle yeah. it.
3: Yeah. I thought it was like just a yield warp. Um I'll check like fork maybe. Nah, uh,
1: it wasn't. They had some sort of synthetic thing going on.
3: Yeah, it was I, what was it, double
1: sharp?
0: I I, actually, I don't I didn't use it either and somebody mentioned it to me. It, it was some sort of like algo stable something, but I I don't I'm not mm-hmm. It could have
5: story. was it like a, a lending platform where the loans were issued in a phantom denominated asset somehow?
1: Well, there was some way of locking up Phantom and receiving X Was it X Phantom? And that's hmm. what got exploited is because of the way that they did their Oracles, they didn't have a TWAP or oh you know, yeah, that it looked like they was
0: using when on the price it, I, I looked into it a little bit after the exploit, not before it's just by. Unfortunately, I don't know yeah. what the protocol does, but it looked like from the exploit contract, it looked like there were some swaps happening on Spooky and then it was entering into the pool and then exit, like doing some stuff and then exiting. It, oh, it they got flash like, loan uh, exploited. Yeah, it looked like a flash loan exploit where they just 2020. What
5: the heck? <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're building well, unique software and you're a developer or you're part of a community with a developer that's claiming to build unique software uh, send them my way uh, and I will tell them in five minutes if what they're doing uh, would be vulnerable um, and simple as know, like it that's, wasn't
0: that's, audited to that point like it that was something like it people hadn't reviewed the contracts yet so yeah. even though it sucks that that this happened like it, it as a warning you know definitely make sure if something's new don't just yeah. throw all money into
5: it. Yeah, like people, like security engineering is kind of like an iceberg, you know. It's like when you're first, it's like Dunning-Kruger's Law or whatever the hell, um, where like you you first start, like let's say you're a Java engineer or let's say, you know, you do Golang or you're a JavaScript engineer. You're really good at it. You move to Solidity. You know, you read oh, Common Exploits, Easy Peasy, bada, bada, bada. You know, in Ethereum... Like, security, you get that, the tip of the iceberg, and you're like, oh, awesome, I'm a genius now. Uh, And then, you know, a year later, you look back and realize how fucking stupid you were. Um, So, you know, uh, definitely collaborate with more experienced developers if you are creating unique stuff. Because uh, unless you have, like, years of experience, um, there's a good chance you might get dinkled. Uh, Ooh, especially the they're trying to like finding product market fit nowadays and trying to be competitive nowadays with new software? is like you need to go pretty ham, and going ham usually involves a lot of uh, you know, think. So,
1: somebody say ham, all over the place. hey, hey, hey there's,
3: there's two ham phantom. There's this, oh, there's there's ham, there? ham, and yeah. there's uh, just ham, F oh. ham.
0: Oh, that's my arch nemesis. Right. I'm
3: coming for I, I love it. I'm, I'm,
5: I'm, you know, Hams, honestly, Ham is like the most celebrated, lovely name in, in. Yeah. You should change if your
1: her, yours to bacon though. If you're Crip about this
5: life, then the name bacon. Ham warms your heart. <laughs>
1: oh man. All right. So let's let's move on here. So speaking of like some veterans coming over, so I've been chatting with Alpha Hamura for last couple of weeks now. They're they're moving over. They're they're a very well known protocol. Wormhole is also well known, but I didn't know about them until that unfortunate thing happened over in mm-hmm. Solana, where uh, the mint function was it the mint function D- double sharp? You remember um, uh, the wrapped the ETH they minted unlimited yeah, amounts or yeah. something? they, they
5: yeah, fake right? faked a signature uh, and were able to <laughs> trick the system into thinking they deposited more than they did.
1: But I will tell you that, that you know I've been chatting with this team a little bit as well. They're not they're no slouch uh, in this oh, industry. Yeah. Like they're they're legit. Uh, mm-hmm. Team and and that's the reason why Jump was willing to come in with <laughs> a crap ton of ether and make sure that this was yeah. this was okay. Uh, I'm sure they had their own reasons too, but but so these are these are big teams. These are uh, they're big names. They're very professional. They're very established, and they're launching on Phantom. And uh, we'll get into this in in just a, a little bit. But like, there's no slow of of developers coming to Phantom. Every big name is coming over. I mean, I'm booked out. 2 months in advance today uh, just for anything so like it's happening they're they're coming believe me for, for the right.
3: users that don't know like wormhole ha- manages what 3 billion dollars of assets over what Worm. uh eight, 8 8 chains chains i think yeah. including phantom now um, yeah. i'm not sure what alpha homora is right now but it's it's in the billions alpha homora
5: is the og leveraged yield farming yeah. alpha homora yeah. is where like tero llama or Alpaca, Alpaca, Impermax, all came from. Uh, Alphas. like OG, OG, OG. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. And uh, their CEO is female and one of the smartest uh, oh. people in the space. Um, Very nice. Yeah, big, big Alpha Homora fan.
1: Not as exciting as that Big Mac that 24 that is eaten, but exciting. Double. Mm-hmm. Markets are down. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe you actually brought McDonald's on. Phantom the goes, screen. Up like, and
3: double quarter we're trying to encourage right people, and you're busting out Mickey D's, bro. I got to know how they make it. So when I actually go there and make them myself, I know. Yeah, you, <laughs> you want
0: to impress them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what? I, I want to circle back to uh, Deus Finance real quick. So these guys you know, I said there are no joke. And my first introduction to Lafayette came through Dr. Liquid and the way that he introduced That's him was right. saying, hey, this was one of my big inspirations to get into DeFi, which instantly my ears perked up because I love Liquid Driver and what they're doing. And I had a call at Lafayette and I got to be honest, like he was speaking English, but I got about 30% of what he told me, <laughs> right? It was so like way up here. Uh, but then I got to see, see Deus Finance and he has another one called Muon Network, M-U-O-N, which is like, uh, network of oracles and all sorts of crazy shit and i did an ama with them and uh these guys are the real real deal and it's a synthetics uh there's a derivatives part of it there's synthetics that you can i think they'll have nickel on there today if you want to chase that nickel uh if you want to go trade in that nickel percent <laughs> but I didn't know – so I, I don't know if 24 or Clay, who put this uh, this particular one in there. But I didn't know they got uh, – that Roosh voted for him. They is that did. True?
3: They did. They have like 12% ooh. of votes total. And that's, dude, yeah. ooh, dude, Roosh
5: is probably one of the biggest solid owners. He's probably like, bro. This shit can't yeah. fail.
3: Calling in all well, his connections. Well, I prefer He's still this over Spider-Man Batman, let's be honest. Yeah. 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 Well, didn't too. he
1: help like 10 more pools, dude? Didn't he like it, didn't he just flood it with pools or he didn't vote it for it? It was
3: him? it was trolls cuz until Thursday the votes aren't final, so I guess yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was Rooster directly. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't confirm. I didn't do the Yo, I hit backdrop. him up in
1: Kings yesterday. I said, "Dude, you know you're like the villain of Phantom right now." Do you... I'll take I'm like, all right, cool, dude. Like, I've met him in person. Like, he's a nice guy. Like, I sent Beavis, I sent Beavis a picture of me at him when I was a puppy. Probably... Whatever. I mean, it's a little yeah. weird. He, I mean, probably he, he, he's probably gonna troll me for telling
5: that secret. Fucking this. This is his life, you know. Phantom is his life. So yeah. Um, he ain't going anywhere so villainize him or love no. him or do whatever but uh he he loves fans of probably more than- yeah
1: he's actually really cool so i mean you know for whatever he's playing the game that was laid out in front of him to play yeah, yeah. uh agree or disagree i don't know that
5: really is not an, an apologetic that. man that's like getting blood no. from stone trying and, to and, get, uh, and he to, put up a lot of money what
3: 15 million to start to farm like it's literally not like- yeah, yeah.
5: He, he he was the number one Freaking solid supporter. Like why I get pissed off at the guy that's buying literally more solid off the market than anyone else who believes in you yeah. more than anyone else. But Batman, like all he's doing is trying to collect more solid for the NFT. Like if you if you didn't <laughs> appreciate his, his at the wrong guy.
3: You deserve his dumps if you didn't appreciate his he'd Exactly, like, <laughs>
1: bro. I don't know. That was weird, dude. That that's that's weird. a funny but lines, line. That's
3: a funny line.
1: Uh, these guys have a good thing going. So, so it's the the DEI token is the one that it's a stable coin. You mint it with USDC, and you can you can back to you USDC, and then you get the other twenty percent and an equivalent of their Deus token. Um, which you would then have to go sell on market. So there may be some slippage on the way back, but they have like a lot of trading options if you're into synthetics. And speaking of that, uh, I got a demo the other day from Crunal, who is the founder of Unidex, and they will also be launching uh synthetics on phantom as well uh and it's really nice like the way that they've put it together is is super super clean X, for anyone that doesn't know they have you know limit orders but the nice thing about their limit orders is they will route them through like swaps, so you'll get aggregated limit orders which is something you don't find on spooky or spirit or any of them that have limit orders integrated so i'm stoked to see that because this is a good team i like this team a lot actually they were one of the first amas that i I ever did like long long time ago and they've put a lot of work into their platform and i think it's just now like kind of coming to fruition where it's like really showing what they can do so one thing i want to mention i think someone's about to ring my doorbell so if you hear a ding dong that's what that was uh spirit swamp circulating supply i was mind blown i, I had not checked it a long time but last time i checked it it was like 310 million there it is Million and it's identified as total supply minus in spirit, right? So, of the rain spirit and the bin spirit and the sin spirit and the umpteen number of different wrapped versions of in spirit that hit the market, with because uh, they were getting wise, got hugely on the peg knot, but it was really good for the spirit swap circulating supply which i'm really interested to see that this this is happening anyone have any commentary on that you
3: cut you cut out quite a bit but from what i understand the circulating supply has gone down enormously because of the lock tokens like any of the wrapped since okay well he's cutting off there's no point in me asking now but but uh it's pretty bullish for for any protocol to have have a percentage of their supply locked
1: yeah, Bro, I is my internet awesome. going down or am I back? A little bit, You're a little back.
3: bit. You're back, dude. Me. I, I have
1: like I have like gig internet. Why in the hell is this doing this, man? This is lame. It might be, all right. Well,
5: it might be
0: restream. Um, I don't whatever. know. You guys, there's, look fine. I can. There's I can also see my been network been a lot connection. of. Uh, there's been a lot of cyber attacks under like a lot of stuff went down. Discord went down
1: and Spotify went down. A lot of
5: basement dwellers up yeah, to no good. There's been a lot of internet.
1: <laughs> Well, Um, sorry. What I wanted to say was the wrapped version of in spirit is what is lowering this because solidly had a huge APR on those. And uh, a lot of people got wrecked. Am I cutting out again? Or are we cool? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people got wrecked on the peg of rain spirit and sin spirit and the other wrapped versions. The only peg that is held and really the only one that I personally trust is Dr. Liquid and Lynn spirit. Uh, which is, you know, right now at like point nine 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 spirit per lin spirit. It's it's done Doctor very well. Liquid. If you don't trust a guy named Doctor Liquid, you're dude not make it. You're not gonna make it. If I, I want to
5: walk it. into the to the doctor's office and see Doctor Liquid, and I'll be here <laughs> <with my stomach laughs> from that's a good name for a bar for twelve years. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll, I'll meet you at Doctor Liquids. Ah, oh, it's a good one, Doctor. Liquid. So, all right. Speaking of uh, speaking of of Liquid Driver, so Revest and Liquid Driver are releasing their FNFTs. Oh. They gave out the uh, the official uh press release the other day and and from what i can tell it's a it's a fnft which contains your your lqdr your xlqdr am i correct about that do you guys know
5: yeah yeah tradable uh xlqdr now
1: and how will that work though if you hold the fnft in your wallet you get the rewards i
5: think it's i think it's part of the locking system now if i'm not mistaken um so so basically you're locking it into the NFT as opposed to into your individual wallet, and then yeah. um, you've got Rob Revest in the background with all his levers and pulleys, uh, making sure everything works. Doctor Liquid.
0: I actually was uh, sending code snippets back and forth with Rob a while back, and um, you know a little bit about what it what it does. I think he's using them similar to some of the other stuff that I was doing with mouse and staking and all sorts of stuff. I think it's using a minimal proxy contract to create a new address. So uh, your NFT can be the key that unlocks this proxy address that actually holds the, um, the the lock tokens. And um, he was, he did want me to mention that even though he, this is set up for uh, liquid driver, it's, it's something that's sort of applicable to any curve um, type system. And it, it does If you like, when you think, like look at it, it does actually do a lot of, or some of the so not a lot, but some of the same mechanisms that Solidly has in terms of locking things behind an NFT so that they are still tradable, Um, and so it's it's a way for protocols that have similar functionality to be able to upgrade to add some of the the new concepts that Solidly is bringing out to their protocols, Um, and then. We, there's some tricks in there to make it cheap on gas usage and things like that
1: too. Which are kind do, you, of fun. do you guys want to talk about FNFTs real quick for Mr. B here? Kind of explain how they work. I mean, Our, FNFTs.
0: I mean, an FNFT is just a financial NFT. And this is, I I, I would say that without this talking about finance NFTs, an NFT is really just a pointer to something else. So people often think of an NFT as an art, uh, image or something like that, but it's really just a pointer to art or a pointer to um, some locked tokens, or, or it's just a unique representation of something. So, a finance, a financial NFT is an NFT that represents financial uh, information, which could be locked tokens, it could be other NFTs. It, there's you know lots of ways that you could put it together, but basically, it, it lets you have the NFT. And that NFT represents what you have locked on the protocol so that you can vote with it, etc. But you can also still transfer that NFT to somebody else. And now you've transferred the control of those locked tokens to somebody else. So it adds liquidity to to something that's normally illiquid.
1: I love it. And Revest is doing cool shit. Uh, and they actually have some cool shit they're going to be launching, I think, on Phantom. I'm mistaken.
3: And with Liquid Drive, it's awesome because you know, what you're getting rewards in like ten different tokens. You can quickly see, you know, how many rewards have piled up for that specific locked X LQDR. So I think it's dope.
1: Oh, Jethro is shilling your podcast there, double sharp. So I'll put no, no, this comment it was,
0: up. It was it was me on his podcast. This is what we we talked about this stuff.
1: From. No, I know we got to change your name, Jethro. Finance scams is like a I don't know. It's such like a ugh. we got to like. <laughs> Like who, who rugged you yesterday would be a good name or something like that, you know, <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: all in, right. In, in general though, uh, I, I, the other thing I did want to mention cause I've been working with the paint swap guys too. Um, they have uh, redone the, the, like the image output from the solidly NFT, the VE NFTs so that you can more easily see what's actually locked behind them, how many solid tokens, what the, um, how long they're locked, all that sort of stuff was before it was using the sort of non-human readable uh, format. But that's the other thing that an NFT can give you is you do, because the marketplaces okay. have a way to represent the, or a way to present that image to people, you can put information about the locked tokens into the the image that's output uh, in the marketplace or in the, the, whatever browser or viewer you're using. So you can see, the tokens, you can see the expiration, you can see that whatever the developer wants to present in that, you, you have that. So it's, a, it, it's also nice because it gives you a unique view into what's actually being locked there or, or what you're controlling, what you can vote on, what game it represents, any of
1: those things. Yeah, beautiful. So I want to, you know, excuse me, give some, some kind of final thoughts. <clears throat> this week has been hard on everybody. Uh, I don't think there's any two ways of saying it from you know with with Andre leaving and all the tokens the coins my bastards went down Uh, the wrecked article today which was debunked but it just feels like there's just so much shit flying at us and. You know, one of the greatest, at least in my opinion, decisions I made was to just get really good at one network, right? Just just get intimately familiar with Phantom. And that is the one I've hitched my wagon to for better or for worse. But but I want to encourage everyone, you know, don't miss, there's a little line, don't miss the beauty of the forest because of the ugliness of some of its trees, right? Like, zoom out a little bit and see that there's a lot of good going on. Uh, there's a ton of good going on. And I know that it's easy to get overwhelmed when when you feel attacked or like when a lot of shit starts flying and that's just kind of the nature of what we exist in with our twitter culture and crypto being the way that it is but there are some amazing a lot of amazing developers working on phantom the phantom foundation is an excellent team uh they're some of the like like i was telling somebody the other day like like mike kong and and sam harcourt like they wouldn't these two guys wouldn't hurt a fly. Like they're the nicest people you've ever met in your life. Like they're very, very kind. Uh, just in my experience, very good people. So I stand behind them wholeheartedly. I know that Phantom's doing great things, and uh, we have all the pieces in place to make developing on Phantom something that people want to do. Not take the incentive program out of it. Uh, just with you know, with the, all the Lego blocks that we have and all the yield that's available right phantom is a good place to be so uh burned art mueller go back to the beginning of of the uh episode and and you'll see uh wrecked put out an article trying to basically say phantom was doing some bad shit and then they had to retract because it was disproven so anyhow i just wanted to say that i know it's been a tough week on everyone i'm going skiing uh next week because and that cannot come soon enough man i need to get the hell off of my computer for a little while it's been a very very fast-paced year um that's all. That's all I want to say. Any final thoughts from you guys before we wrap this up?
0: I want to go skiing next week, and I live in a ski resort town. There's just no snow. So- oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, <laughs> to, I'm <laughs> to Park City, man. They're going to be pumping it in, baby. <laughs> they promised me. I might. <laughs> i here for that.
3: Snowmobiles, <laughs> everything, man. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Whatever. Whatever. You're all right,
1: pumped. y'all. Thank you so much for everyone that's tuned in. Do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the channel, because the guy at YouTube told me if I didn't ask you to do that, nobody's going to watch this shit. Like, comment, subscribe. We're going to get uh, the
5: subscribe pillows to put in the background, (laughs) like from the early 2000s or the mid-2000s.
1: Dude, we need that. We'll get to a green screen, man. We can build it however we want. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. With me, as always, Justin Bieber, Double Sharp, $24. My name's Austin with FTM Alerts, and I'll catch you guys in the next live stream.
3: See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers.